Charlotte Felcher, host of the Kid Fun and More podcast on Word of Mom Radio. I've written several books on creative play for kids, including my latest, Kid Fun 401 Easy Ideas for Play. On our podcast, we'll talk to people who care about kids in many different ways. Experts, entrepreneurs, psychologists, parents, teachers, and others. While learning about their line of work and special interests, we'll also talk about their memories of fun they had when they were young. I'll also share a kid fun tip that we hope will enrich your experience with kids. And now it's time for our guest. I am very excited to introduce you to my old friend. Can I say old friend, Rhonda? Yes. <laughs> to Dr. Rhonda Clements. I first will tell you about her. Then I'm going to share our experiences together because we uh, did some great work together for kids. And then we'll talk more about Rhonda's philosophy. Dr. Clements is a professor and teacher trainer within the School of Education at Manhattanville College in Purchase, New York, where she's authored or co-authored 11 books in movement, play, and game activities for children. We're just perfect together, Rhonda. She's also written more than 50 articles and 10 book chapters concerning the need for play and physical activity for preschool and elementary school age children. She's presented at 70 international or national conferences, over 40 state conferences, numerous local conferences and workshops, and She's also the past president of the American Association for the Child's Right to Play. Currently, Rhonda is on the advisory board for the American Journal of Play. But I have to tell you all about Rhonda Clements and me. I have a public relations business. Some of you may know that. And my very first client was a theme park called Sesame Place in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. It was a play park. And it was created by Sesame Street, the only one in the nation at the time. We used to hang out with Big Bird and Bert and Ernie and Elmo. And we had a new character many years ago moving into Sesame Place called Abby Kadabi. And since she was a new neighbor, we created, Rhonda and I, the Good Neighbor Award. And Rhonda helped us find kids who did things to help their community all through the East Coast of America. And we went to the schools, we congratulated the kids, we brought Elmo and Abby. It was a great time. Today, Rhonda's going to talk to us about one characteristic of play that is not familiar to many parents and even teachers. That is the importance of play on a child's memory development. Memories, that's what's key. The power of play things do spark meaningful memories. Rhonda, it's finally your turn. How are you? Thank you so much, Charlotte, for having me. And yet most people uh, take our memories for granted. And I'm learning as a college professor how important they are. Even graduate students, one of the things I do to start my lectures is to have a brain warm up. And it's usually a simple memory question. You know, tell me something that you didn't, you share it with a a classmate or a nickname you had, or 
it sparks the brain and it's something as simple as that I think warms up the atmosphere. Everybody has memories hopefully good to share and I can see that your students would immediately connect to the whole topic of memories. They actually do. Um, surprisingly, the word memory is defined and discussed the same in almost all languages. Uh, from a complex way, memory refers to that cognitive process that children and adults, you and I, use to acquire, store, retain, and later retrieve our information. One of the facts that I share with my students is the ability for children to memorize facts was the primary objective of this country's earliest schools. So when we hear of young, very young children memorizing Bible verses and long poems and stories, that was one of the teacher's first early teaching practice. Hmm. Uh, you know, I remember memorizing, but yes. not but not learning. I would I would memorize, I would take the test, I'd regurgitate what I memorized, and then I'd probably forget. But remembering personal experiences. Uh. That's a totally different story. So why is memory development so important to the young child's development today? I think there are five reasons that I've worked with. You know, first, you're correct. Memory development is really important to the child's ability to learn. Even in our very young children, the memory plays a role in all aspects of their thinking and problem solving. When the parent first has them memorize where they live, that's an important fact. Secondly, the ability to recall numbers, short sentences, that's a fundamental process of later learning. I'm having troubles remembering my passcodes to all of the different oh. passwords. Oh, I can't seem to hold on to them no matter. And how you know, I think I think that I have that one code, you know, that I'm is my basic <laughs> code. And then, and I don't have a good place to store them. That's my biggest problem, except my brain. And that's not the best place to store. I think your brain <laughs> is working very well. Third, we know that memory is critical to the child's language and literacy development. They, they have to be able to appreciate language and, and literacy in the reading. When we see a young child want a parent to read a book over and over and over again, they're really trying to process that. And especially if they like the book, that's hugely important. And after a while, the child can almost recite it back to them, which is really fun. I think memory also helps children, and I know it does for adults, helps us our ability to plan, follow simple directions, and problem solve. If we didn't have it, we would never find our car keys in the morning. That's what I tease <laughs> about. But I have to tell you, the fact that I'm, I'm most fascinated is the importance that research has shown with adults. Having a good or rather positive childhood memory, typically those people have fewer cases of depression later on. Wow. A, yeah, a decreased risk of substance abuse. If your childhood memories aren't positive, we know that's a problem. Mm. In fact, less chronic illness and basically better overall health. But is, is your point, if we recall important memories in our lives or maybe even not so important, that's what helps us. It's oh. not right. It's not so much. I remember that two plus two equals four, but I remember parts of my life that brought me happiness. Is yeah, you have a wonderful point here. There is a difference. Okay, mm -hmm. you and I organize or feel about our past experiences 
depends on our memories of those specific events. Now, these feelings and understandings influence how we determine courses of action in the present. So we do want children to have a positive memory, but if their surrounding or distractions are, are so great, those memories will never take hold. One of, one of my favorite memory quotes, Charlotte, I think you'll like this, comes from Dr. Seuss. <laughs> he said, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Oh, wow. And that is he's, so interesting. Yeah, I think that is very helpful. And I think when children repeat stories, it gets almost embedded in their memory bank. That's, that's absolutely correct. Hmm. There, there are unique facts. Memory development works best when the experience holds a very special meaning. And the act of playing provides many opportunities for action and emotion that strengthen the child's recall and memory development. Our brain, this is one of the facts that I really enjoy. Our brain remembers things best that have action in it. I agree. I understand that. I didn't know that before, but yeah, if there are actions, we tend to go back. I remember sliding and the cold and climbing up the hills in the winter in, in New England. Those are some of my fondest memories. You know, Rhonda, because this is kid fun and more, we always, I always talk to my guests about a memory that they have as a child of a really fun family experience or what was fun to play. So for you, you're talking about physical things and you do specialize in physical activity. That's absolutely correct. But even, and, and I do, most of my ice skating on the frog pond, it wasn't a big space. When I look at it now as an adult, it was a little frog pond and it was cold. But we put on those skates, my siblings and I had a ball. And that, that's a wonderful memory. And we've since talked about those things. You know, memories uh, among siblings, I think, are extremely important. And all relatives. I had cousins I used to ice skate with. Oh. And I was just telling someone how I'm Jewish. So one of my Hanukkah gifts was an ice skating outfit. And mine was turquoise blue and hers was black velvet. But I, I totally remember that and the fun we had ice skating together, pretending we were ballerinas. <laughs> That's great. Play experiences can, can be very simple and still have value. A child's ability to remember is best cemented when the thought brings about, as I've just said, action and emotion. And it can be simple as <laughs> what you just noted, as manipulating favorite oh, objects or talking with classmates while playing or modifying an object and creating a new object. Research, and, and I'm not a neurological person, I have to confess that, that I leave to my child development experts, but they've shown that the act of playing changes those connections of the neuros at the front mm -hmm. end of a child's brain. And during these play experiences, like you with your cousin, the brain is building new circuits in that prefrontal cortex part of the brain. Wow. And that helps to navigate all kinds of social interactions. It's what makes it available for us to negotiate rules of a game or follow a classmate or playmate suggestion. And you know, when children play, they develop leadership roles, the social benefits of play and the role that they take in it can lead to the way they conduct themselves in life. A hundred percent. 
One of the examples, and I think probably most of us share these, that educational psychologists frequently cite is, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember how to learning how to ride a bike. <laughs> oh. uh, no question. It's not just that aspect of riding a bike around our neighborhood or something. It's falling. It's getting up. It's uh, finally taking off when we're learning. It's getting things stuck in the pedal. I remember a basket that I decorated with daisies. I, I thought that was so cool. As a <laughs> I love that. Well, I <laughs> remember my grandfather teaching me to ride my bike, but he did say to me, watch out for those cars. He probably said what everybody says, but it got stuck in my head. And I was always afraid that I'd get hit by a car. And I did ride my bike as a kid, but as an adult where a lot of my friends go bike riding, I just would rather not. That's That's an interesting memory. That's a point. You know, today, I think one difference, Charlotte, is today's children we, we have, we recognize that many play activities do involve some safety or risk. So I never had a helmet. You probably no. didn't eat, but no. today's children, they grow up with it. They, they get these fancy animal looking like helmets that are so cute. Parents' memories, because they have fallen down and skinned knees or driven mm. too close to cars, those helmets are a good change. And you know, that- I bet those helmets, if I had a helmet, I would have let it be my security blanket. Like, oh, I'll be fine. I have a helmet on. You know, yeah. I think that the psychology of a helmet, I never thought of it before, because usually kids are like, oh, I don't want to wear a helmet. And then, and then when they pick out the cute design, like you said, then they change their tune. But oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's I- a it's a different time most people take for granted is the memories we have of playing on playgrounds in maine i I, it's probably why i train teachers to become physical educators as well as my classroom teachers but i remember the teachers participating on the playground that's one of my favorite games and my fifth grade teacher coming out and being the pitcher in a game of kickball Mm. i even remember what she was wearing she was in a skirt and she had no, no problems about coming outdoors and rolling that ball. We also did things like, you know, King of the Mountain. And of course, for me, chase games were huge. You know, oh, least- chase games. Oh, I have the best memories of that. I very sadly lost my first cousin, Peter, and my brother in a short period of time last year. They, it wasn't due to COVID, but... I think COVID sped up their death. But we and my female cousin, we were two girls and two boys. We played chase all over their house. And I watched the kids in my house, my grandchildren. Just It happens to be the kind of house that's circular, so they can just keep running after each other. I think they make the other adults crazy, but not me. It's just happy memories for me. Yeah, I, I remember kick the can tossing a ball up on a roof and you had to run away and hide and come back and the person had to retrieve the ball. That was a favorite game that I played with my uncle and my siblings. Mm. And it didn't matter how many people you had, Charlotte. Isn't that fascinating? It's not like you had to have 20 people to have a great chase game. You could have four or five and it Uh, was- Or two. Or two. (laughs) It's true. You know, what's great about what you're saying, the intergenerational aspect of it, that the Um, teacher came out and played kickball. It's like, 
wow, she's cool, probably, or your uncle or your grandparent. I'm, I'm always encouraging families to laugh together. And yeah. those memories are the best. You know what? I'm going to take a break now just for a minute. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for being my guest, Dr. Rhonda Clements. And we're taking a quick break to say thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be right back with Kid Fun and more on the Word of Mom radio network. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. We're back, ready to continue our conversation with Dr. Rhonda Clements. So do you have specific play things that might more readily tap into the child's memory development? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that question. (laughs) Uh, Parents are always stumped when trying to find the best plaything for their child's either birthday gift or Christmas or Hanukkah we just went through. And there are many that can spark children's memories and make for a very good experience. Uh, To begin, parents can ask themselves if the plaything creates opportunities for the child to maybe identify or even name pieces. That's important. Uh, I enjoy, I always have, toys in prepackaged sets like the little tiny towns with plastic cars and stop signs. Mm, right. Uh, I grew up, of course, on you know New England farm, so we had farmyards with miniature animals. And and my uh, nieces today, they tell me all about their doll accessories, you know, which provide right. for this opportunity. So sometimes those prepackaged sets. The smaller pieces uh, are wonderful for children to really discuss. You want to spark their imagination as well. Okay, so hold that thought before you go on to the next. So I remember when my kids were young, I would take any object that I had multiples of, like paper clips, and we would make a road throughout the entire room, two, two rows of paper clips 
So it, it was a highway. It went any way that the kids wanted it to go. And those little people in those kits went walking down them or the matchbox cars went all through the room in that homemade highway. So creating opportunities, having the kids be creative with these packages is ideal. I think that's wonderful. I remember playing with uh, the Flintstones. And the cool thing about the Flintstones is they had little caves. So you could, I mean, we, we even used, you know, local insects that were part of the Flintstone, you know, family outdoors when we were playing in the dirt and whatever. And that is <laughs> one of my childhood memories that I will always cherish. But it came with a prepackaged number of the Flintstone players. Hmm. Another thing that parents can ask, and this is one that I am pretty, uh, it's close to my heart is what kind of play value does a particular toy or plaything have? And one of the things, Charlotte, that, that meets that category is toys of yesterday. That's what they're kind of classified as. Hmm. And that might be something like a kitchen set, you know, complete with aluminum pans or a play iron. Um, I Even today, you still see doctor sets everywhere. You know, we spend hours playing you know doctor and who was going to be the patient and what disease you had I remember and that yes one <laughs> of the things that's unique about these types of toys is granted there's a lot of repetition of movement but it's always in a new scenario so when you said about you know using the child's creativity that's that's increasing play value you know the scenarios that children make up with these toys uh, from yesteryear are a lot of fun, a mm. lot of fun. Plus, it gives the parents a chance to share their own memories. That is definitely something. Parents can also ask themselves if the plaything fosters, you know, real discussions. One of my, I guess, worries with today's computerized toys is it's, it's made for the individual. It's not really designed for discussions between playmates. Uh, a child gets a new Christmas or Hanukkah gift and they go by themselves and they sit down and they're using their thumbs. But my favorite toy for this question were the board games like the Candyland or the Battleship. Mm. And one of my memories was Clue. When that first came out, we had Clue parties. We dressed up. We got oh, all dressed Mrs. up. Oh, Mrs. Peacock? Yes. And oh my Colonel, goodness, and was it Colonel Mustard or? Busted, I think. And my siblings and I, our neighborhood friends, we had clue parties and it was popcorn. It was nothing expensive. It was just the game. But mm -hmm. oh my Lord, loud. We became very, very loud. <laughs> and I also remember going to my grandmother's cupboard where she stored games. I think that generation were, they were very careful not to lose pieces because right. they could pass on to other generations. Mm-hmm. Here's one, Charlotte, you might not, and I haven't experienced probably as much, and that is the great amount of attention today that's given to multicultural toys. In other words, the play sets have obvious diversity in races. Now that increases the likelihood of discussion too, because they're particularly made to uh, spark you know, family resemblances, things of that nature. So those multicultural toys do a great job with discussions between playmates as well. But it's, you know what's wonderful about them? The kids don't see anything different. Ah, yes. But to them, it's normal. I remember my granddaughter wanted an African-American doll. 
And I love that. I thought that was so great. I mean, in my mind, I was thinking that she was going to probably marry someone who was African-American. She was so comfortable with the difference. And um, that's, that's, a, that's what we all strive for. Is Absolutely. Right. You know, we and, want and, and respect differences. We're all different from each other. Yeah. But those toys weren't there when you and I were children. And no. I think it's great that when you uh, go across the road and play with, you know, your, you have your playmates of, of different diversity, it's nice to see toys that are different. And I hope more parents like yourself share those differences. It's definitely important to children's understandings. We want children to respond verbally to questions when they're playing with objects. And I happen to think that things, those old fashioned construction sets that have got the bulldozers and the loading vehicles, uh, it's important, you know, the tractor. I remember the tractors. Right. <laughs> You know, but what, and what was, about those? It wasn't Legos. It was like Legos the building blocks that looked like not bricks. Actually, we had ones that looked like bricks. Oh, I have it even in my house. I have an old sample of an old toy, but it's great to bring out the the old well, toys. The first ones were the Lincoln Logs. Oh, that's you what know? I meant. Oh, that's I, what you meant. Yeah, yeah. The first toys you. play things were Lincoln Logs, and it allowed children just to for those. You know, listeners who might not have seen a Lincoln Log, it allows them to, you know, fit it together to build. So you're constantly, you know, thinking, well, this is a short one. This is a long one. Am I going to make a window, a door here? Um, the other one, though, today that's really important, and it's remained an all-time favorite with girls, is, of course, Barbie and other teenage dolls. They talk about who their boyfriends are. And they discuss, you know, questions about what she's going to wear. My niece, oh my goodness, she cannot stop changing. I keep thinking, just don't cut the Barbie's hair, you know. <laughs> you can't do as much with it, but they color their hair. They comb it. You know, they right. Have, they have oh, they the can Barbies. do everything with them. Uh, and honestly. it is great. It is, with me, it's always about creativity and they're very creative Toys. They're very creative, you know, right. and they're not afraid to change their dolls and toys. Maybe, I hate to say it, there were probably parents in earlier generations that would not want you to do that with a toy. But today's parents realize this is the fun part of playing. This is the challenge you get. These are the memories you're creating, you know. Right. Now, I got to make sure that your listeners have an understanding of older children, because I tend to lean towards the, the preschoolers up to kindergarten. But the older children also, their memories are, are a little bit better developed. And they, a parent can ask him or herself, you know, what comparisons can my older child make if I buy this? And I think the toy manufacturers have done a pretty good job because they've thought about those specialty themed toys, like those space explorers, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek you know, so that you can make comparisons in your discussions and they can talk about what they've seen at the movies, things of that nature. I um, think what's I think really important, what you're saying, is that parents encourage the discussion. 100%. You have and it's it right. not so much that they say, what's that? But they get into creative dialogue about the characters, which whatever age the children are. 
but they yeah. partake and really enjoy with them. I'll, I'll give you an example. That's a great suggestion. It would be something like Jurassic World. I don't know all the dinosaur names, <laughs> I don't, but my nephew, my little right. nephew does. And, you know, ask the child, you know, let them. So this is a, a meat eater. What kinds of things did this dinosaur or plant eater, how big did he grow? Or was there a comparison between how tall he was and this one? You know, I think Jurassic uh, dinosaurs are a favorite with children, uh, young and older. There's no question. So um, Rhonda, we could go on forever. Couldn't I we? Know we, could. <laughs> we, we used to do this when we would travel. Um, <laughs> But what, what is interesting for me is that in my book, Kid Fun, 401 Easy Ideas for Play, I see the toys as the things all around you. And, I, and if somebody says, what's the one thing that we should have in our house? It's a bag of balloons. You oh, no blow up balloons and everybody, I don't care how old they are, are into it and give everybody a paper plate. And they're paddling those balloons around the room. My granddaughter took a balloon, a plate. She balanced the balloon on her head. You can have all kinds of contests and competitions. And it's just silly and colorful and fun. That's and, a wonderful example. And to yeah. have you here with us today on Kid Fun and More, you were the perfect guest. Can I add one to that? Please. Okay. One that I think every family needs, and it's one that I probably overlooked a little bit myself, was that the tools, the toys, or they just the Crayola crayons are in drawing sets. I am so envious when I walk into my colleagues' rooms and they see, I see on the wall all these pictures or drawings of their children that they've done. You know, I, I, think it's wonderful to encourage children to use their imagination to draw and color. These pictures, art and drawings, should not only end up on the refrigerator, but also in the family album. And your, your book has so many wonderful examples of that. Now, I have to say, one of my siblings is a tremendous illustrator. And mm -hmm. I have drawings that I plan to pass on to his children, showing their dad's talent. Oh, and that's me, great. I've kept all of his works because he's a much younger brother. And I want to share that. And that is something, like you say, can be just around the house. You don't need to spend any money, but there should be a little bag of paper and pens and magic markers where children can use. That are always available. And I'm going to end with this. When my daughter Amy took a painting class and we hung it up at home, I decided to go to one of these trophy stores. I got a little square plaque, really little brass. I mean, it didn't cost much money. And it said by Amy Lynn Felcher. Oh. And that was her wall for her things. And, you know, just having her name like that felt very important. It's a great holiday gift. That is a great holiday gift. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Thank you for being here and sharing your, your whole thoughts about memory development and the importance of parents to encourage that and grandparents. Talk about memories together. It's a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of everyone here on Word of Mom Radio and the Word of Mom Media Network, thanks for tuning in to Kid Fun and More. 
We're going to close with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters Bluegrass. So till next time, this is Charlotte Felcher. And don't forget to visit my website, kidfunandmore.com for activities, information about my books, and much more. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Sure of herself. Yes, she takes care of biz. Powerful and strong. Yes, she knows who she is. Has integrity. Woman strong and true. You know her by name. See this woman is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Adds value and hope. Has proved to be brave. See, it's never too late. Never time to behave. Reaching for dreams doesn't matter the age. Believes in herself. Unleashed from her cage. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She.